so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance at All the real Celtics fans in attendance This the truth like 34 This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars The crowd goes crazy Most in-depth coverage on the daily Mainly podcast royalty The content kings When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings Focus like Danny at the deadline Global with it got a local feel like the red line The blue line, the green line Play it in between time I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime And press play When the F's done I can't wait until the next day Trying to stay in tune with the C's That's the best way Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I want to thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. Whatever it is that you're doing right now, however you're listening or watching the show on YouTube, thank you for including me and the podcast in your day. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I am the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book that you can see behind me on the video that people have been buying like crazy uh, for Father's Day gifts, and I know Father's Day is coming up this coming weekend. Uh, I've got a couple more here. I'm getting a new shipment in, but uh, you can buy them for any kind of gift you want. They're on johncorrales.com for 30 bucks. Or if you want to do like some sort of rush shipping and just get the, the book to your dad, you can buy them on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever, uh, and you can find them in bookstores around the Boston area for sure. Today, I'm talking about how Brad Stevens is going to build out his bench. I've talked about a lot of the big players here. I still have a couple of individuals to talk about, but really when it comes to the decision-making for Brad Stevens this year, it's all about building out the bench. We've already talked about Kemba. We've talked about Evan Fournier. We've gone through a lot of the, the those kinds of decisions. Now he's going to have to put a team together. He still has to put a team together. So I'm going to talk about that and some of the tools that he has at his disposal. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week, which is going to be, you know, I do this Player of the Week. It's going to be a little different, but that's coming up later in the episode. So when it comes to Brad Stevens building out his bench, uh, the options, trade exceptions, all of that, I'll lay all of that out for you. I'll give you all of the tools that he has at his disposal, throw out some names, and then we'll figure out what the hell he can do. Uh, A couple of quick, quick notes before we get started here. Uh, all defensive teams were released. No Marcus Smart on those. I mentioned this a little while ago about when he was, wasn't even given a vote on defensive player of the year. That try that was probably some foreshadowing here. Uh, he did get 22 points overall, one first place vote, one second place vote or second team vote, uh, or, or one first team vote, 20 second team votes. And that works out to be 22 points. So he missed uh, he missed the the cut by a couple of players. Not a huge surprise. So we got some recognition, but this was a, a, an off season for him. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure he'll be back to his usual self. We'll use this as motivation next season. And coaching search, still no word here on the coaching search. Everything's super super quiet out of the Boston Celtics. They're not talking. There's no they they have no media obligations right now. There's they're not anywhere. It's, it's just complete radio silence out of them. So as of right now, I I don't know other than from the people with sources on other teams who's been getting permission. Becky Hammond is, has not been mentioned in that, that group yet, but 
there was a billboard that was put up outside the Celtics practice facility that said, hey, Brad, basically uh, it's time to shake things up, hire Becky or Kara Lawson. Okay, that's you know nice sentiment. I'm sure Brad Stevens is going to see that billboard and get a chuckle out of it. You know, people, you know, advertising their their desires over uh, over billboard. But hey, Becky Hammond is going to be a a viable candidate. Carol Lawson, if she wants, it can be a viable candidate and and have a real good shot at this. I joined the Locked On Spurs podcast that'll be coming out this week about Becky Hammond and, and talking about her her chances. She's going to get a coaching job at some point here. Kara uh, Lawson, if she wants to come into the NBA, get back into the NBA, she can probably get a head coaching job if she wants it uh, at some point here. So worth watching, and we'll see. Maybe the people with the billboard are right. So that's it for now uh, as far as news items. Let's build a bench because we know that the Celtics uh, are going to need to get better role players. Their, their bench was just a mess and I do think that there's going to be some like internal development here that's going to help that bench. I've already talked about Romeo Langford and Aaron Neesmith. If you missed that episode, it's from about a week ago or so. And it's all about how their internal improvement, that an offseason, coming back from the injuries and having time to, to work on what they need to work on and going through a summer league, which is going to happen in August. All of that stuff could make those two guys Really, really valuable bench players. I know that Grant Williams is going to be, uh, you know, he, he's going to work on a lot of things. Uh, now, I'm, I wrote about this whole thing, this whole podcast. I wrote about it. It's going to be on Boston Sports Journal in the morning, Tuesday morning. So uh, maybe you're listening to this and it hasn't come out yet. But I didn't mention Jabari Parker. And I, I didn't mention it in the written piece because he's he's one of those imperfect types of, of players. And, and maybe I should just save this for the third segment, because when I get into some of the names, you'll, you'll see lots of imperfect players here for the Celtics, but they, they certainly can. Jabari Parker gets mentioned up top because he's already on the team. He's already under contract. It's not guaranteed. I think there's like only like a hundred thousand dollar guarantee. So they, they can cut him for basically peanuts and he can go and try to hook on somewhere else. But he is also the type of player that can, you know, be, be useful once every four or five games, right? Like, so this, the Celtics have some internal development and I'll get, I'll get more into that in the, in the second segment as well, but here are the tools that Brad Stevens has when we're lot, when we're trying to figure out how the hell does Brad Stevens build out the rest of this team? He has a few tools at his disposal. Right. So he's got, if you're looking to sign players, you can only sign somebody with the taxpayer mid level. They're not using the full mid level, which is like 9.3 or something, 9.7. They're going to use the taxpayer mid level, 5.9 million. It does not hard cap them. The hard cap, as I've talked about many times on the podcast, I talked about with Keith yesterday, was uh, the, the, the hard cap is you got to, you got to avoid that at all costs because no matter how the Celtics do business here, they're going to be really up close to that tax line and really close to that hard cap. So they don't want to be handcuffed here. They, if, if they hard cap themselves by acquiring somebody via sign and trade or giving somebody the full mid-level exception, then there exists a possibility that they can try to do business. Something unexpected comes up later on and a player that you could have gotten 
uh, via trade that would have put you up above that that hard cap line. Now you can't because you've you've screwed yourself. So taxpayer mid level five point nine million. If you're looking to sign a free agent, that's the most the Celtics can spend on a free agent five point nine million. They also have something called a biannual exception. You can only use it every other year. They didn't use it last year. They can use it this year. If they don't use it this year, they can save it for next year. $3.7 million. Uh, that can be a two-year deal, 5% raises. That's it. $3.7 million, that's all it, that's all it is. It's little tiny bits that get you above the league minimum. They have the remainder of the Gordon Hayward traded player exception. In fact, they've got five currently five different traded player exceptions that they can use. Gordon Hayward's $11 million, basically. Daniel Tice, $5 million. And Ennis Cantor's 4.7, almost 4.8. Jeff Teague's is 1.6. Vincent Poirier is 340,000. Now, they could use any one of those before they expire, and they expire at different times. It's usually one year. It's been a little weird this year because the expiration dates are a little more fluid because of the COVID and the all of that. But the Celtics can trade for players. If they send Kemba Walker out, they can trade for players, and they could theoretically um, bring in, or they can use send out draft picks and they can bring in a $5 million player, a $4.7 million player, a $1.6 million player. They can do that and acquire them into, in these traded player exceptions and be fine. And you have Haywards. You can trade for a guy that makes 11 or less and, and use it that way. You cannot combine all of these. You cannot take all of them the and and create a 22 20 22 and a half million dollar traded player exception. You cannot do that. You cannot combine them. You cannot combine them with a player. So you can't take the Hayward traded player exception, throw in Daniel uh, or Tristan Thompson and say here's 20 here's a 20 million dollar offer. You can't bring back a guy who makes 20. This isn't money that you add. If you if you're new to the podcast, I've I've kind of called it like a coupon where you get a coupon for a player making $11 million or less. You can only use that coupon on a player and you can split it, but you can't add to it and say, here's my coupon plus 10 bucks. No, it's just the coupon. That's all you can use. So they have five different traded player exceptions that they can use early in this off season that, that could work. A couple of them can carry forward. So that, you know, the, the Daniel Tice one, the Jeff Teague one, so th- they can save those, but that's what the Celtics have as far as traded player exceptions, tools to sign somebody, and that's it. You can obviously, you can sign minimum contracts, doesn't matter. The only thing that matters with that is, is the hard cap, which we said the Celtics are not going to do. So if the Celtics aren't going to hard cap themselves, and uh, so th- then that means Minimum contracts, middle of the season, sure. This guy got cut. You can bring him in, give him a minimum deal. That doesn't mean anything. It has tax implications, of course, but you can. It doesn't matter what your cap situation is. Obviously, you can make a trade. They can trade Marcus Smart for player and a player, and that they can do that. But as far as other ways that they can acquire somebody without giving up things, this is it. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. 
So when we come back, we'll get into, okay, who stays, who goes, what are we looking at, and what what exact type of roles are the Celtics trying to fill here. Right now, it is time for the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Now, last week, I gave the Player of the Week to the Player of the Year, which was Jason Tatum, who has the potential to make an all-NBA team, and his playoff performance, the, the end of the season performance, especially after Jalen Brown's injury, was, was amazing. So he's already gotten a player of the year type of thing. Now, I'm going to go and go back and give another similar, but I'm going to call it player of the regular season, and I'm going to give it to Jalen Brown. Why? We're looking at the, the enjoyment and happiness that Michelob Ultra provides and how do we see that in Jalen Brown's game? I see that by Jalen Brown making a leap forward. And I'm going to do a Jalen Brown podcast and a Jason Tatum podcast. And uh, I, I think that Jalen Brown needs to be recognized for the, the the jump forward that he took without benefit of a big offseason, without benefit of you know, a, a lot of it, a, a, so much time to, to add to his game. You, you need to work a lot on adding your game. So Jalen Brown's ability to, to reach that all-star level in a short turnaround. And as I've said many times during the season to be a guy that primarily lived in the corners to a guy who all of a sudden played above the free throw line and was going very North South in the half court in was running pick and rolls and was, was starting to really get into the middle of the lane and, and start to explore his passing ability. He needs to be recognized for that. I'm going to leave it at that because the, um, you know, there's, there's an entire Jalen Brown podcast to do, and I don't want to do it all right now with the Michelob ultra player of the week, which is now the player of the regular season for this week. It's only worth it. If you enjoy it at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, Joy creates success, and there wasn't a lot of joy to be found out there, but Jalen Brown certainly, certainly gave us some and gave us something to look forward to. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game, and we're looking forward to enjoying the Boston Celtics next season with the Michelob Ultra and Jalen Brown making another step forward. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this postseason. And shout out to the Atlanta Hawks coming back in a game that seemed like no one wanted to win. But the Atlanta Hawks tied up their series against the Philadelphia 76ers. And all of a sudden, the entire dynamic of this playoffs has changed. We've already talked about Tuesday night. We're going to be watching the Brooklyn Nets with just Kevin Durant and his, you know, and, and the rest of the role players going up against Milwaukee. And suddenly the Bucs might be favored in this series. No, uh, no. No Kyrie Irving. He's out with a sprained ankle. No James Harden. His hamstring's still not right. So you got that. All of a sudden, we're looking at instead of Sixers 
and Brooklyn were looking at Milwaukee and Atlanta as a potential conference finals, which is going to be wild. But that series only 2-2. The concern is with uh, Philly, Joel Embiid looked terrible, terrible down the stretch. Uh, He's clearly hurt. He's clearly hobbled. He was very clearly gassed and tired and frustrated. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But uh, moving on to the Boston Celtics All-Stars. I mean, uh, (laughs) off-season All-Stars. Right now, we're going to look at who's really sticking around here. What's the situation? What, What role does Brad have to fill on this team? So in this scenario, I'm going to keep Marcus Smart. Okay, I, people have talked about trading him. I, I'm not. I'm not looking at him being traded. I, I still think that he only gets moved in a superstar type of pursuit deal, a third star type of pursuit. So right now, Marcus Smart sticks around. Obviously, Tatum and Brown, Robert Williams. Those are your four starters right now that I feel good about sticking around. There's no guarantee about Tristan Thompson, but if they move him. I don't think that's the first thing that they do. So for now, I still think that they that he's going to stick around. He might move at the deadline, but I'm not I'm not I'm not pushing him off. Neesmith, Langford, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard. That's that's nine players right there. I feel good about all those guys. Obviously, anything can happen. None of these people are safe except for Tatum and I think Jalen Brown, though people People seem to want to trade Jalen Brown a lot. So nine players there. The Celtics have the 16th overall pick in the in the draft uh, next month. I think they'll. I'm going to assume that they'll make that pick and keep it. And that's going to be a person that can contribute on. They hope on a um, rookie scale contract. That's so. That's ten. So that leaves five empty spots. We've got a point guard. They could use another point guard in this scenario because I don't think that Kemba Walker is is coming back. I just the more I think about it, the more I look at those the tax numbers and how how expensive the tax really really is. I don't think people know how expensive the tax is. Uh, when you look at when I laid it out on Boston Sports Journal with the Evan Fournier deal. You know, paying Evan Fournier if we if he made twenty million dollars, the tax on top of that is going to be like forty five million dollars. It's a big time tax bill for just one guy. If it was only twenty million dollars over the cap, that's a forty five million dollar tax bill. We keep saying spend the money, owners. That's that's a lot of money to pay in taxes. So I, I think that it's going to be uh, the edict is going to be you got to move Kemba. You got to get you got to get this down. So we're either not paying the tax or we're paying a minimal tax bill. Like paying the tax might be unavoidable, but let's, let's see how close to avoidable we can get it might be the message. So I'm going to assume that Kemba's gone. Now it doesn't mean that I want Kemba gone. I actually think that Kemba Walker is still a good player. I think we saw at the end of the season that he's still a good player and a new coach coming in can be like, Hey, look, you're, you're basically going to be our sixth man. And we're going to use you. We're going to we're going to give you your thirty minutes a game or so, and but it's going to be in the middle of the game, and it's not going to be to start, and it's not going to be to close. Generally speaking, but you're you know obviously going to have a huge role. That 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 might be something that Kemba Walker is going to have to just deal with for the rest of his career. But I still think he'd be great in that role. So, 
it's still possible that he sticks around. But the Celtics need to fill, I think, five spots. You don't have, you have a point guard in Marcus Smart. You have a point guard in Peyton Pritchard. But Smart, first of all, tends to get hurt. Um, just playing like Marcus Smart. So you're going to have a, you know, a strain, a sprain, uh, an ankle, a cuts, a something that's going to, that's going to sit him down for a week or two or something like that. Right. So that, that you have to prepare for. So you got to look for another point guard somewhere, someone that can be a a good backup. If you're not going to have Kemba Pritchard is obviously going to have a lot of time in that role, but I think you're going to need to find yourself a bigger guard somewhere because Pritchard is small and in the, as good as he is, unless unless he's really consistently making those shots from 30 plus feet, that he's he's going to be tough to account for in in the playoff situation because that's he, he's going to be targeted and he's got to be such a good offensive player that he makes up for being targeted and he's got to be a tenacious defender and maybe he can get some steals and maybe he can make it tough. But right now we're going to have to see him. He's going to end up being targeted and maybe, maybe Romeo Langford can slide into that role a little bit defensively, but that, that still leaves the Celtics a little, a little too small at the guard spots for, for my liking, nothing that they can't overcome, but certainly a priority. Uh, obviously you want some scoring off of the bench. However, that can, ha- however that can happen. You have to, it seems like the Celtics are going to definitely need to find a shooter somewhere, somebody that can fill it up and give you 15 points off the bench and then some size. You, you, you want to make sure that you're good in case Robert Williams, uh, is, you know, that hip acts up or if something else goes wrong, he hasn't been able to to get past some of these issues, you got to be prepared for that. Maybe it doesn't come up, but a third big. So do you bring back uh, Luke Cornett? Is he a, an emergency guy that you bring back on the minimum or close to the minimum? That's certainly a possibility, but you're going to scan the league for some of these, some of these guys, a, a big, maybe a stretch, big, some wing help. You need it. You need, just kind of need everything across the board the way this is playing out and and somewhere you're going to need to find yourself a point guard. So with that, we're going to come back and look at some of the names and some of the possibilities. This really gets complicated. All the different ways Brad Stevens can go. It, It depends on one move. If this happens, then you get this scenario. And if, if this happens, then you get a different scenario. It's, it's a lot, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on some of that when I come back. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Whatever you want to bet on, these NBA games, if you want to bet on baseball, hockey playoffs are going on, international sports, there's some soccer tournament that you probably care about that I haven't been able to really wrap my head around, but you can bet on it all at Bet Online. So head on over there, use your laptop, use your mobile device, Use the promo code Locked On to sign up. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So sign up for free, create your account, make your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Whatever you put in there, if it's $100, you get a $50 welcome bonus. $200, it's a $100 welcome bonus. That's how the 50% welcome bonus 
works on your first deposit. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head on over to Bet Online with that promo code locked on. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. You can use some of that money, maybe that you made, to get something for your car. Maybe you want to upgrade something. Maybe your car needs something. Whatever it is, complicated, simple, go to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been doing this for 20 years. And they're going to treat you right because they have a very easy catalog and they have a very easy uh, way for you to get good prices and great options on what you want, what you need for your car. Again, if you know what you're doing when you pop the hood, great. You're going to probably save a lot of money because I know that stuff gets expensive. If you're like me, you need wipers or you need floor mats or something for your car, you can get that too. Don't bother going down to the strip mall. Don't bother telling that person behind the counter all the stuff that you're just going to enter into rockauto.com anyway. And then that person's going to go back to whatever limited stock room they have and give you whatever it is that they have on site. That's not, it's not worth your time and it's certainly not worth your money. And so rockauto.com is going to be the best place for you to go to get anything you need for your car or truck. When you do go, I feel very confident that you're going to buy something. So write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? That's how they know we sent you. When you check out, there's a box that says, how did you hear about us? Please write locked on in there. That's how they know we sent you. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. I mentioned that Brooklyn Nets uh, scenario earlier where it's just Kevin Durant, no Kyrie, no James Harden. That's going to be the topic of discussion on the Locked On Today podcast. That gives you all the news you need in less time, just about 20 minutes or so. Check out the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast, wherever you found this podcast or on the Odyssey app, wherever you get podcasts. So the Celtics have, as I explained earlier, five different traded player exceptions. So they have options to trade for a player, maybe just give up a draft pick. Uh, They have limited money to spend, just that $5.9 million on the taxpayer mid-level, or 3.7 in the biannual exception. Limited opportunities here. They're not going to sign and trade for anybody. I'm sorry. So that leaves us with limited names. And and it starts right now with Kemba Walker and how the Celtics handle Kemba Walker. If he moves, how does that how what does he bring back? Does he bring back another traded player exception? Or does he bring back useful players? This is going to be the question. And I go back to Ryan Bernadoni at Danger Cart on Twitter who tweeted out a suggestion of Patrick Beverly, Luke Kennard, and Yogi Ferrell, which is an intriguing possibility. They can turn around and flip Patrick Beverly. They can keep Luke Kennard. He becomes uh, potentially a scorer off the bench. Hopefully he becomes more consistent and not as, as much of a liability on defense. But if they can pull this off and they can turn Beverly into something different. Now, he suggests uh, Sadoransky, Thomas Sadoransky out of Chicago, flipping 
Beverly for, for Sato, that would be, I don't know if that's possible or likely, but this is the type of thinking. It's not necessarily even the names, but these are the types of names. And this is the type of thinking. Now Sadoransky gives you that, that bigger guard that you're looking for a little more size back there. Farrell is an emergency guy or expendable. Uh, Kennard again, could be a shooter. You, you can really get two of your needs in, in this deal, in this series of deals. Now, do they bring back Evan Fournier? Obviously, we looked at the Evan Fournier scenario yesterday. If, if Kemba stays, then I don't think they bring back Evan Fournier. If Kemba stays and they can't move Kemba, then he has to move into the six-man role and Fournier ends up probably going and it's a matter of does he go somewhere where he the Celtics can get a traded player exception and they can maybe add some help that way or does he just walk and it's money that they don't spend and you know they they'd be right at the tax line so they'd have to make some other moves to to kind of get under the tax line and maybe that that could be what happens and you start paying the tax as as Keith Smith suggested yesterday, you start out paying the tax and you say, look, we're going to, you know, when in December, when players can start getting traded, we'll, we'll start shopping around again. And at the trade deadline, we'll start shopping around again and see what we can get and see if we can start saving money. Because all you got to do is get under the tax by the end of the season and you're good, or you, at least you can reduce your tax bill. So there are a number of different ways this can go. And, and see, now you're starting to see, like, if your head is starting to spin a little bit, this is, this is all part of it. This is why running a team is, is hard because the Celtics are, are keeping in mind that 2023 free agent class. They're keeping in mind the possibility of uh, Bradley Beal trying to finally get sick of whatever happens in Washington and being like, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Just trade me now. Um, you have to keep that in mind. You have to keep yourself in position for something like that. So some of the moves that you make are to help your team. Some of the moves that you make are to keep flexibility. Some are to acquire assets and be like, I hope Washington likes these, these guys. Cause you try to look at their situation. You say, what are they going to need? And maybe if we get a player here that huh, doesn't quite fit, eh, you know, then, but he fits there fine. Or, you start getting for gunning for reclamation projects and you say, Hey, we've taken this guy, we've increased his value here. And we, him being included in this trade is meaningful now. Whereas a guy you pick up off the scrap heap, you turn around and you say, he's got no trade value, but Hey, maybe by the trade deadline, he does. So these are all of the things that are, are working in Brad Stevens' mind as he's trying to figure out the plan. So, and again, it, it does come down to, first and foremost, how much of this tax is, is this ownership group willing to pay? If, if they're not willing to pay much or none, if they're willing to pay zero, if, if, if the mandate is you got to pay no taxes, we're not a tax-paying team this year, then that's going to be tough. That's going to make things very, very difficult. And we're going to see, we're going to be able to tell pretty quickly what the mandate is 
based on the moves that, that are made. But if, if the Celtics are allowed to spend a little bit, then, Hey, then you say, Hey, Evan Fournier, let's try this two year deal. Let's come up with two years. Maybe you pay him a little bit more than you would normally pay Evan Fournier. So if the market is somewhere like 15 to 17 and he says, okay, but for two years, I'm going to want like 19 or 20. Again, depends on the ownership. Are they okay with that? Okay, fine. Two years, a little bit of an overpay, but what you're paying for is the flexibility that after two years, that money comes off the books. You're paying a little extra to get to make sure that third year is not there. Or maybe he just goes year to year. Maybe he's like, fine, I'll do one year and we'll see. Maybe he does, maybe he leaves in that that deal from New York comes comes to fruition. But however this works, so if if they get help from the Walker trade, and they can keep Evan Fournier. Well, now you have some scoring. You can, if you can get Fournier and uh, Luke Kennard coming off the bench, now you've got some shooting, and maybe that maybe that works for the Celtics. And then they can start looking at this these traded player exceptions. And say, all right, who's out there that somebody will give us for nothing, um, or Draft picks. So the name that gets thrown around a lot is Larry Nance Jr. I don't know if that's going to be possible or not. Larry Nance Jr., $10.7 million next year, $9.7 million the year after that uh, on a declining contract. I don't know that Cleveland wants to do that deal, uh, but you're going to have to make it worth it for them. Like You're going to have to give up a first or maybe more for, for Larry Nance because... They like him in Cleveland. He's from Cleveland. He's from Akron. He likes being there. He wants to build something there. It's hard for Cleveland to get veteran players who like being there and, and can kind of make that locker room, you know, a positive place. So, but he's still Larry Nance and he's a good player, good wing player, can defend on the wing. That certainly the type of player the Celtics could use for sure. It's just a matter of are, are the Cavs willing to move from him and are the Celtics willing to give up the little extra that it would take to pry him away. Now I'm looking around and I'm trying to figure out which reclamation project is out there for the Celtics. And one name that came up is Juancho Hernan Gomez from the Minnesota Timberwolves who had admittedly had a, a God awful season last year. I thought it was terrible last season. And that's, that's why he's a reclamation project, right? Here's the number. Okay, first of all, 25 years old. He's a stretch, he's a stretch four. He's bad defensively, right? You got to work on that. Maybe he can fit in and you can hide him somewhere. But he makes $7 million next season and is non guaranteed the year after. So it's basically a one year experiment. It's one year. And if that doesn't work, then maybe you can use him as, as trade filler and the other team knows that they can, they can cut him. And it's not a big deal. One year at $7 million to see if he can reclaim his jumper. 39.3% career three-point shooter as a starter. 32.3% career off the bench. So my wild, probably stupid idea for, you know, a reclamation project is Hernan Gomez, you start him. 
You go smart, Jalen Jason, Hernan Gomez, and Robert Williams, and you say the rest of that team is pretty good defensively. Sure, Wancho will be targeted a little bit, but maybe within the, the scheme of the defense, the team defense, he can be passable. And as a starter, if he's shooting 39.3%, if he can get up that high as a starter, playing off of Tatum and Brown and you know Robert Williams rolls to the basket and, and all of that, if he can catch and shoot and shoot at that level, then, then what he opens up for other guys could be valuable enough where it works. Maybe you just raise his value and a team looks at him and says, well, Wancho figured it out and, and accepts him in a trade. Maybe that's how you go. Or maybe you just say $7 million next season will guarantee the 7.5 the year after that, and it's a two-year thing. So you have any range of players or of options with this player. So, But this is the type of guy that we're talking about. You got to go claim, you know, try try to get Wancho Hernan Gomez and hope that he can turn back into something. But he's a young guy; he's only twenty five. So, I'm not saying this is like some brilliant idea that I had. This is you're, you're taking you're taking a chance. But I'm hoping to minimize the the chance that you're taking by taking a guy who's got one more year on his on his contract, and then you can cut him if he sucks. So. It's just a flyer. Uh, one suggestion that's out there is that you bring back Daniel Tice. Is what's what's his market going to be for? What, what, what's he going to get paid if he isn't going to get the ten million dollars that he he might be expecting? If if he falls back down into that that taxpayer mid level, maybe a return to Boston uh, is is in order. But I don't think he's going to make that little. We'll see, but. And that, that brings its own possibilities of, well, where do you play? What happens to Tristan Thompson? At that point, I think the Celtics do what they should have done at the trade deadline is trade Tristan Thompson and keep Daniel Tice. But I don't think that Daniel Tice uh, is going to be available there. But I've, I've seen that floated around out there, and that's it. And well, the last name, the last name I'm going to throw out is watching the Memphis Grizzlies to see if they let Justice Winslow walk. And is, is he going to be available at – the minimum, what are teams going to be willing to pay him? He's always hurt, but he's another young guy who can be a real plus defender and in the right situation can be a, a good contributor, but he's always hurt. Reclamation projects. That's what this is. We're outlet shopping. We're in the clearance racks. We're trying to find guys that fit and maybe fit at a good cheap price. And then in a year or two, Something, something else comes along. They they get their big name and whatever. And hopefully, if the, if the, if things work out in the best case scenario, then you got yourself a good team. If all of a sudden this team is really looking good, and you say, "Look, Wick, guys, the, this team just needs one more player," and you can say, "All right, at the trade deadline, we're going to use uh, the Evan Fournier traded player exception or whatever exception you might have." Or you just make a trade and get try to get the help in. And again, maybe Bradley Beal forces his way out midseason and that, that kind of gets the Celtics the, the third star that they're looking for. I hope that you understand in all of this stuff that I've been talking about just how complicated it is going to be to put this bench together, just how difficult a job this is. Uh, 
and, and all of the different options. It starts with the ownership group and what they're willing to pay. And we said that, we talked about it yesterday. I'm gonna, it's going to be like a running theme throughout the offseason. This, I understand it. I'm really trying to look at it from their perspective. I get it. You don't want to be paying $50, 60000000 million in taxes that, you know, for a team that you're like, eh. But at the same time, you got to be careful about Tatum and Brown, and you can't mess with their, their, their overall view of this team. And if they feel like they're playing for cheap owners, then they might just say, all right, well, we're going to go somewhere where I know they're going to make the moves for us to win. Because we're sitting here talking about two years from now and three years from now, and those guys are like, um, we want to win now. We want to win like, so what if we're only 24 and 23 or 25 and 24? Like at some point, 25 turns into 30 real, real fast. And if all of a sudden years are wasted with all of this dicking around with, oh, we don't want to pay too much salary salary uh, or, or luxury tax, then you're you're wasting years for these guys and they will feel that way. So there's got to be a balance there between, I know we don't want to pay a lot of tax and I get it, but at the same time, you got to make sure that these guys feel like you're you're trying to win a championship with them as your leaders. It's a complicated process. There's a lot of what ifs. There's a lot of if this, then that. And whichever chapter you choose depends on the next, you know, the, the next thing will, will be there. And uh, it could be, it could be any number of different things. It's, it's just, a, I compared it to a choose your own adventure book where it's like every page is another choice. And that leads you all to kinds of different places. It's a very tough job. Obviously I'll be keeping track of that. And whenever we get to the business of the off season, we'll revisit this. So subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, that would be fantastic. If you are a subscriber, please rate and review that five-star rating is amazing. Lots of people have written reviews. They've been very helpful. They've risen the Boston Celtics, the, the Lockdown Celtics podcast, the number one Boston Celtics podcast in the world. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube and you're new to the show, it's been a podcast for a long time. It's just now on YouTube. So, you know, feel free to share that as well. Subscribe if you haven't done that. And uh, share, share everything with your friends. Tell them that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.